This is CliffCentral.com. There are multiple tokens that are trying to target the legal cannabis industry. There's weed coin, pot coin, all sorts of other coins. When we talk about cryptocurrency, many people think of Bitcoin and maybe also Ethereum. But there are actually thousands of other coins or tokens out there. There's Monero, there's Ripple, there's Litecoin, there's Dash, there's IOTA. There's a whole lot more. Ricardo Spani is the lead maintainer of the Monero blockchain project. He's South African and we sat down to chat about the various crypto tokens and a whole lot more. The Decrypto series is sponsored by Luno, Africa's first cryptocurrency platform. When the prices went sky high in December of 2017, I think a lot of people who probably weren't necessarily crooks decided, oh, this is an opportunity for us to rip people off. Uh, the prices are being inflated hugely. There's an upside for us if we play this right. So there were probably a lot of them that entered the market. The ICO run-up um, last year created this weird thing where people started thinking about tokens and they started saying, how can I apply a token to my business? I sell orange juice on the side of the road. Now, can I have a token that people buy that is trading freely and they have to use my token to buy orange juice on the side of the road? It's like every other company is telling you how they're incorporating blockchain into yeah. the way they do their business. Some businesses don't need blockchain. I, most of them don't. And the only reason they're saying that is because they don't want to seem like they're doff. Yeah. So the environment that they've created now is, can you imagine, you go to Santon City, and you're like, yeah, you know, I really feel like a meal from Mug and Bean. And you walk into Mug and Bean, and they're like, yeah, you can only pay with Mug and Bean credits, sir. And you're like, fine, then I'll go to McDonald's. And you go down to McDonald's, they're like, no, only McDonald's bucks are accepted here. I mean. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but is that how it works in tokens, though? Because I do hear about everybody talking about developing their own tokens. It's easy to to develop your own token. Trivial. But what's the point? Well, exactly. And the, the problem is like, so instead of people saying, well, look, you know, most of the world is probably going to end up using something like Bitcoin because that's the easiest way to enter the space is to buy Bitcoin and sure. then use that to buy a bunch of other scam coins. Instead of saying, let's build stuff that uses Bitcoin, they go, well, let's create our own token and then make that the only possible method of paying for stuff. And there's a guy called uh, Brendan Ike and, and he invented JavaScript and he mm -hmm. created Mozilla. So we're talking about someone who is like, a nerd god, you know, we're mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, he created Mozilla. He's so cool. I use uh, Firefox, don't yeah, you? Yes. And then he like, he I decides, really do. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a, it's a big browser, you know, like he is famous, like in nerddom, he is right. pretty famous. Okay. So he decides to do this ICO for something called BAT, the basic attention token. And he builds this browser called Brave and Brave as a browser is actually pretty good. It's got like ad blocking. They've got like tour tabs. There's all this cool stuff that they're building. And the idea behind BAT is when you're reading someone's article that they've written, then that person accepts BAT as payment. Mm -hmm. And so then you can like pay them BAT whilst you're reading their article oh. and whilst you're watching their video and oh. whatever. So it's a really cool way of monetizing content. The problem is no one's going to go buy BAT to do that. So they're like, no, no, what we're going to do is we're going to airdrop BAT. So you download the browser, you get a few tokens sprinkled onto you, you use it, you're like, wow, this experience is really slick. And then the next time you open a Wall Street Journal article and it presents you with a paywall, you go, oh, well, I don't have any BAT left, so I'm just going to close the tab. 
No one goes, well, I don't have any bat left. I'm going to go and buy Bitcoin and then buy bat and then transfer it to my wallet and then put it in the browser. It's too complicated. It's way too complicated. And there won't ever be a, a situation of critical mass there, right? No, there won't. And if somebody is demanding that the only way you can see their content is by paying BAT, then people are just not going to consume their content. Yeah, because there are other options. That's yep. the go to McDonald's, go to this one, go to the exactly. other. So how is that different? Because I had a guy in here the other day and we were talking about you know, regulation around cryptocurrencies. He is of the opinion – that no other tokens are going to matter except Bitcoin. So the way I view it is if anything has a chance of surviving long-term, it's Bitcoin. And then below that, you have this big bucket of sludge. And Monero is in that bucket of sludge too. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I think that the further into the bucket of sludge you go, the less likely it is that that currency will survive in the next five to ten years. Huh. Are you saying that, let's say, the top ten might survive because they'll have different applications. Top 10 by what? By liquidity, by market cap? Market cap. Market cap is such a terrible metric because it's so it's so trivially gamed. I think if I had to pick a, an interesting metric, it would be things like user base and uh, actual engagement on platforms like Reddit. You know, I mean, it's one thing for people to have a lot of Twitter followers, but that's that can, again, be gamed. Interaction on Reddit is a lot harder because it's long form. Yeah. So you can have bots that subscribe to a subreddit, but if you look at number of comments per subreddit post as an average metric, suddenly you start to dig in. You see empty shells of communities. They are putting out posts on Reddit all the time, but they have two comments, one comment. Yeah, this is kind of like what the media is going through at the moment. Yeah. So if I can draw a parallel, and Reddit obviously is a medium, but people were always saying, well, it's your – Number of followers. It's your number of viewers, your number of listeners, your number Cloud of readers. Score. Right. And then they suddenly realized, oh, but that's horse shit because it doesn't necessarily deliver the value for an advertiser or a, a marketer. Then they said it's cost per X number. Then it was cost per click. So you get an exact number. That also didn't work because some people were clicking, but they weren't buying. Yeah. And then they said, well, it's cost per engagement. Are we at that point too with? Things like Reddit? We're, I think that we're there from in terms of tools that are able to analyze this. Mm. And it's hard, it's hard to game. It's hard to game yeah. engagement because you can go and actually read the posts and be like, these comments are all lorem, ipsum, is it, is whatever. The, but, I mean, what about Russian bots in the U.S. election? The, they gamed the, that. The thing with that the was Russian, engagement. <laughs> the thing with the Russian bots is they had like legit Crooked people. <laughs> they had legit people running them. I mean, that is an expensive exercise. Oh, so so I'll a tell warehouse you my, of people actually doing yeah, this stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you my favorite is um, in the midst of the ICO frenzy, one of the metrics that became very important was the size of the Telegram group. I don't know why this became a metric, oh, yeah. but somehow you people were measuring the importance of ICOs or the potential of ICOs based on how many people are in a Telegram group. So ICOs started buying Telegram groups. So you go, you join a Telegram group for whatever, you know, this token for paying at McDonald's, and there are a bunch of people talking about Star Wars. And you're like, well, this is really confusing. And, you know, people this, are like… This is almost like when the Sumerians would say, well, if we cut this bird up, it tells us that… <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a great rain next yes. season. What nonsense. It's complete nonsense. Made up. And so people – so these ICO guys were buying Telegram groups where the, the, the poor Telegram group of 20,000 people, they're all talking about Star Wars. Now there are all these new people coming in. The logo changes. The name of the group changes. And everyone's talking about like tokens and Ethereum. And they're like, 
what is going on? I was talking about Luke and Leia. Yeah, yeah. And there's just this like, you can see the confusion where people are like, I don't know what's happening. And like, it's all to game of metric. So you said it's easy to, it's trivial to make a token. Yes. Anyone can for any purpose and any reason. And there are billions. Yes. So, so there are one click tools that let you create a fork of Bitcoin. You spe- you upload the logo, you specify the um, the name, the maximum emission, how much you want pre-mined. You specify all these things. And you get three of your friends to buy some. <laughs> there we you, go. And you're the only three people yes. in the universe who have them. Yeah, and you've got to run a full node and you mine and you do all of this. You can create an Ethereum token even more trivially. You know, the very first code example on Ethereum's um, developer website is how to create your own token. It's so trivial. Do you think that the because people talk about the underlying technology and that's where the value is. And I hear them saying, don't worry about the price. Do you think that's right? So my go-to for this is there are a couple of, of screenshots of like coin market cap from 2013, 2014. You go look at those and you compare it to coin market cap today and you see like, like I think literally Bitcoin and Litecoin are the only things that were on in 2013 that are still on. Everything else is gone. So, you know, and that's in the space of like four years five years so the reality is people are building these products or projects to last they're building them for the year and now Mm. oftentimes they're building them literally just to make money and there's no real ideological motivation to like oh let's build something that changes the world but there kind of is with monero yeah and there are a handful where i think there is an ideological motivation monero included your ideology or philosophy there was that we need to have a private means of transacting yeah that doesn't have to involve everybody who's not involved in the transaction yeah absolutely good that's a good philosophy yeah and as a result people have become very in the monero community they've become largely like they don't really care about price movements you know but it stayed more or less the same well i mean the last couple of months price goes up price goes down everyone in the monero community goes who cares we've are they using yeah they're using yeah people are using it as a private store of value uh, and as okay. a private meeting, they're not of using it to ex- are they exchanging? Yeah. Okay. So when you hear about people who want to hire prostitutes, and there's a coin for a porn, and there's a coin for kids' toys, <laughs> people still pay for porn. Okay. Well, some people think that we needed a token to pay for, <laughs> yeah. which is dumber. There are multiple tokens for that. Uh. In fact, my favorite is um, the the legal cannabis industry. Yeah, there are multiple tokens that are trying to target the legal cannabis industry. There's weed coin, pot coin, all sorts of other coins, and I'm like, but people just pay with cash. Yeah, or especially maybe Bitcoin, maybe especially weed, and it's legal. So why do you need a whole separate token for it? You know, it's like you're not actually solving a problem; you're just adding friction. What is the main motivation then for someone who might not have any? cryptocurrency assets at the moment they're not interested in it necessarily but they feel like they should explore it anyway is there any reason for them to get involved if they're not involved already look i think that maybe just to clarify i'm not saying that tokens are useless yeah i'm not saying that there shouldn't be tokens you're saying not all of them will survive yes and there are things that are really interesting so a space that i find really fascinating are securities tokens Uh so right now if you have a company and you want to sell shares of that company you can go out and find some people to sell shares to maybe you do it publicly through an ipo maybe you just find some friends and you're like hey do you want to buy a piece of my company Mm -hmm. and you find VCs, whatever. And then they buy shares in your company and they, there's all these contracts that you fill in and whatever. Now, what happens when they want to dispose of those shares? 
Now there's a whole thing. They've got to find someone else to buy it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got the stock market, which is where they're freely traded, but then there's all this legislation and regulation around it, which is it, it makes the stock market extremely difficult to get into. Um, right. Even if you're and if you're a small company and you're on like the penny stock markets, even that's not great. You know the alt alt X and all of them. It's just a difficult space to get into. Now security tokens are really interesting because what if instead of issuing shares, you divvied your co- company up and issued a token? Mm. So you know you have a million tokens instead of a million shares, and you sell two hundred thousand of them. Those can trade freely on an exchange. Yeah, because the share used to be the actual piece of paper. Exactly, which is ridiculous. I mean, there are probably safes that no one's been able to unlock for the last hundred years that have billions of dollars of shares Mm -hmm. because they actually have the pieces of paper in them and someone forgot the combination. And that's a bearer share. So security tokens are bearer shares as well. It's a bearer token. Right. And the the interesting thing about it is when you want to dispose of the token, you can go dispose of it on a regulated exchange. So we're not talking about complete mayhem and, and lack of regulation, there'll still be regulation around securities tokens. There might even be voting rights with security yeah. tokens. But the nice thing is that they can trade freely. So you have price discovery, which you normally don't have. When you go and do Series B or whatever it is, and you go and raise money from VCs, the VCs take a look at your company pre-money. They take a look at how much you're valuing it at. They come up with a valuation. There's a whole procedure. But that price discovery is dependent on the VC. They can talk absolute rubbish. And you have to accept their valuation. Whereas price discovery on an open exchange is a really interesting way to value a company. Yeah, it's transparent. Yeah. So there's that, that's an interesting, um, thing that, that is, I think, the future of like where tokens will be used. Hmm. But tokens being used to buy McDonald's burgers that are issued, tokens that are issued by McDonald's to buy McDonald's burgers, not so much. Do you still see the future where we're going to be using this as a currency, whether it's Bitcoin or anything else? I have a strong belief Bitcoin will potentially be the world's reserve currency. I think that it has progressed far enough and it is ingrained enough that there's a strong possibility that that will happen. I do not know if we're going to be using cryptocurrency in our daily lives, you know, in like paying at the shops. Mm. But I do know that if you run an e-commerce business and you're paying a supplier overseas and they're shipping goods to you, that Within the next decade, you will likely be using Bitcoin or a system built on top of it. Well, that's what Ricardo thinks, but Ron Neuner has a very different perspective. There are a whole lot of coins that are going to go down to zero. There, today, I think I looked on CoinMarketCap, there are 1,670 listed coins. There are probably another 1,670 unlisted coins. Um, unfortunately, I think most of them are going to go down to zero. But it's a great thing, which, again, sounds crazy. Why? We at the beginning of a revolution. No one's ever seen this technology before. No one knows where this technology is going. And everything is about experimentation. In this game, we need to encourage experimentation. We want as many smart people to try as many smart things, even if it means that they're going to fail and lose money. Now, let me qualify that again. If somebody raises money in an ICO and they go out with scamming in mind, For me, that's inexcusable. But if someone goes out with good intentions and tries to innovate and takes their their base from the existing Bitcoin code or the existing Ethereum code and go out there and lose money and crash and burn, we should commend those people because those are the guys that went out and tried. And in this game, specifically where we're at at the moment, we have to get to a point where we experiment because we never know where the next innovations are going to come from. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Decrypto, brought to you by Luno, the best platform to become educated on all things crypto. Luno makes it safe and easy to buy, store, and learn about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Just visit luno.com forward slash decrypto and sign up to redeem the exclusive promo code if you've listened to this series. This is cliffcentral.com.